up? What's good? Um, we're back at it again. A great interview from JJ from George's Box. That was dope. That's right. It feels like we just recorded like 30 minutes ago. Bummer. <laughs> I, I, I really... Time flies. Um, I, before we get to 27 down, I just want to say that... We, uh, my apologies for me tomorrow. Um, no disrespect to our guests. It's just a simple fact that we've been recording a lot and we have a schedule that we want to maintain. But we'll definitely do it tomorrow and we definitely need some time. But my apologies. It's, it's okay. Just in the future. You know, I'm not mad at you. Just in the future, just let me know beforehand. Gotcha. CJ, how's it going, man? It's going. It's going. Uh, I guess I gotta. I guess I gotta do the same thing with Evan now. Yeah, CJ Evan from Twenty Seven Down, the perfect podcast for the perfect game. What is going on, gentlemen? <laughs> What's up? Is Evan still there? Oh yeah, he's there. Great. I'm here. <laughs> Wonderful. Evan the Rant Man Wetzel, how's it going? It's basically high school. People have their cliques, you know, and that, that that's fine. That's acceptable. It's just people have to take things on their own feelings. Like, if I don't like you, my five friends can't not like you either. It's based off of each and everybody else's time, time, time with them because we all have different relationships. I, I hear you so baseball is hopefully coming back soon. Um let let's let's assume that we're not gonna have Aaron Judge till at least past fifty games. What do you think the Yankees chances are? Um I I still think they're pretty good. I mean, we've seen the Yankees go stretches without Aaron Judge before. Um, I think that what happened last year, and I'm sorry to say this for uh, Yankee fans that listen to this, uh, I... I, I think what happened last year is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I don't think it's really sustainable to have so many injuries and have everyone just work that you plug in. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen again. However, if the Yankees can limit the number of injuries, if it's, if it's just like an Aaron Judge and, you know, no Severino, I think something like that, the Yankees can weather that easily. Evan? Yeah, I'm actually not all that concerned. I think it's just one of those things where he's, you know, to many people, he's our captain of the future. We want him to be the captain now. So you're going to hold back and, and 
try to rest him as much as he needs. It's, we're talking about a broken rib here. Um, and we definitely have other players on this team who can fill in. We've seen that before. But as CJ said, you get to a point where you cannot have multiple seasons where you're dealing with these amounts of injuries over and over again. It becomes such a problem after a while. Should the Yankees be favored? As far as um, assuming that we have a season, so the Yankees absolutely want the favorites to win the World Series this year. Um, it's it's tough. It's tough to really say, considering we don't really know. We kind of have an idea of what MLB wants to do, and I've, I've said this on our show before that. I think the reason why MLB wants to have 14 playoff teams this year instead of the usual 10 is because they understand that with a shortened season, there's a lot more of a chance of just riffraff fluke teams to get in, uh, and they don't want the teams that really deserve it to be left out. Um, it's, it's really, I, I do still think currently that the Yankees have the best team. I think that the Yankees had the best team last year. I think that the Yankees had the best team in 2017. Um, but as we all know, the playoffs are a bit of a crapshoot. Uh, if, if I were to, if I were to bet money on Yankees versus the field, I would bet money on the field because I just think it's silly to think that you can bet on one particular team. I do, however, feel better about the Yankees chances this year than I have in the past several years. Yeah, I would agree with most of that. I think we're, I think we're a top five team. I think that you add Cole to a rotation that was already uh, tremendous, and it makes us that much better. So I think uh, going into the season, are we expected to be the number one team that wins it all? Maybe not, but we're definitely going to be in the hunt for it. So adding, you know, as as many teams as they would, who would you fear more, the White Sox or the Blue Jays? Um, between those two teams? Yeah. Uh, I guess, oh, man, I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of fear the Blue Jays a little more in the immediate to distant future. I, I, I've seen what some of those young hitters are able to do. Uh, they're still not, they still have some pieces that they need to pick up. That um, they they got plenty of holes, but man, that young core that they have is going to give the Yankees fits, mostly because they're in the same division. Evan, yeah, um, I think you can make an argument for both. And since he used the Blue Jays, I'll try it for the White Sox. I think they have the slightly better rotation. Uh, Giolito is really, really good. But if you go back to the Blue Jays, they probably have the better bats. I mean, you have three guys in the infield who come from um, Major League Baseball legends. And I, I really think Vlad and Giolito uh, and Boba Shad are really going to come into their own in a, a year or two. Um, and if they do, both those teams can be scary. But I think the Blue Jays probably have the edge in the long run. I'll say this. I'm, I can, I'm already predicting that I'm going to be cursing during Blue Jays games a lot in the years to come. And there's going to be 18 of them a year. I, I'm going to be dropping an F-bomb at least once a game. I've personally been saying if I had to choose between Glaber or Boba Shett, I would pick Boba Shett 10 times out of 10. 
Not only really? not only on his defense, wow. his defense is thousand percent better than Glaber. It's not even close. But if you look at first year numbers, right? Glaber's rookie year to Bo's rookie year, Bo Bichette is ahead of him by miles. So now who knows, maybe maybe he regresses a little bit this year. But just on the pure talent, give me Bo Bichette ten times out of ten. Yeah, there was a time where Bichette was hitting like a double every other at bat, and he was hitting like a home run every other game. Like he 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 was pretty wild. I will say this: we've seen guys in the past come up have awesome rookie seasons that just don't end up being sustainable. I, I actually I saw a video. Um, recently that kind of compared Bo Bichette's uh, rookie season to Yasiel Puig's rookie season. Um, and and it was it was very much a, well, Bichette needs to, and probably will have an easier time adjusting whereas Puig just kind of never did. Uh, we've seen Bichette make adjustments during a season. Puig just was, has been Puig his whole career, and everyone adjusted to him. He couldn't adjust back. If Bichette, and I, again, I think he will, but if he's not able to make similar adjustments to his game, we could very much see a similar scenario with him. I got back to both of you this question. Uh, you both are big baseball lovers, jumping, especially you, Evan, so I got to ask this question. Would you prefer... A, per, a pitcher's duel, like one nothing, two one. Oh, would you for an offensive slug that's like fourteen to thirteen in baseball? Oh man, they're both stressful for their own reasons. Um, I, 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 I would, I'll take, I will take the pitcher's duel. I, I like them both, honestly, but I, I want to take the pitcher's duel mostly because I get way more upset when I see my team's pitching. Shit the bed. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on your podcast. No, you can, you can. Uh, uh, I, 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 would, I would much rather see my offense struggle because on any given day, any offense can struggle. So I'll take the one-game offensive struggle coupled with a dominant pitching performance over the opposite. Evan? Yeah, I was a mediocre pitcher in high school, so I would probably lead on the favor of the pitchers, but... Both games are so much fun. Uh, like CJ said, I hate seeing my pitchers struggle. So to, to you know see a fourteen to ten game or whatever is a little infuriating. Um, I'd rather see the bullpen blow up. Uh, but one of my favorite games that I ever went to was opening day. Michael Pineda had a perfect game or no hitter into like halfway through the sixth inning. I remember that. It was one of the best opening days. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, I, I great question. I'd lean on that. I went to um, I went to that one CC Sabathia versus James Shields game. I don't know if you remember that game where they both were putting up a stellar performance going into the ninth inning. Shields, no, actually, it was eight. I, was, I believe it was the eighth. It was the eighth. Shields was out there still pitching in the eighth, and he, for some crazy reason, tries to pick Brett Gardner off the third. Throws the ball away. Gardner scores, and that was the only run that scored that game. The best game and also fastest game I've ever seen was Johan Santana against Roy Holiday. It was when Roy Holiday was a Philly and Santana was on the Mets, 
And that game was like an hour and 20 minutes. And it was also a getaway day. So players love that. Players love fast games on getaway day. And matchups like that are good. The thing about high-scoring games, it means your pitching is horrible or, or your defense is horrible. So why, you know, I get it. Pe- people like the long ball. People like 45 to 40 football games, you know, 103 to 99 basketball games. But wh- when it comes to a one nothing, or or like the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl, or a game that's 98 to 94, it's defense, it's tough blocks, it's, it's better, you know? Person I've, I feel really bad for is Kurt Schilling, and 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 I know Yankees fans have yeah. mixed feelings about him, but the Hall of Fame has nothing to do with political beliefs. So, which is why I hate when guys who are beat writers vote. Kurt Schilling is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He shouldn't have to take three or four tries. To get into a Hall of Fame. And, and what also sucks. It's so hypocritical. David Ortiz, right? He'll most likely be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But Ed, Edgar Martinez, a better hitter than him, wait, waited so long to get in. 
It, you know, the David Ortiz thing actually gets more infuriating when you consider the fact that he's been implicated in the steroid scandal. So, not only is he a designated hitter that's going to waltz right in, he's a steroid user that's going to waltz right in. And to add to your point, CJ, yeah. what makes it more infuriating is the fact that you see Bonds and Clemens, steroid users, they're, we don't know if they're going to get in, but a guy like Ortiz, who's a meteor dolly, and everyone loves him, the riders love him, he's going to like get a free pass, which I think that's BS. Yeah. 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 It, 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 almost feels like the, it almost feels like the writers use the years and the time as a punishment. So maybe Clemens and Bond get in on their last year of eligibility, which is really petty because we're all sitting here knowing that they're Hall of Famers anyway. And you think in 10 years from then, people are going to say, oh, well, they had to wait 10 years. No one's going to care regardless. It's, it's, a, it's a Hall of Fame where the guy who has the most hits all time and the guy who has the most home runs all time, neither of them are in the damn Hall of Fame. What a shame. It kind of goes into baseball's favoritism because it's like, well, you know, you you gambled on baseball, you take steroids, and we, like we only want people, people that we like. And I honestly think that's unfair. I mean, look at Mariano Rivera; he got the first unanimous, which well deserved. But I feel like a guy like Griffey Jr. should have been unanimous. Why? Why should I wait till Rivera yep. to be unanimous? Because Rivera, we all love him. Anyone loves him. I think people didn't want to vote uh, Rivera on, you know, unanimous. Did not want to vote him because people didn't want to get that backlash. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. ridiculous. Well, look, look yeah. at the moron who didn't vote for Derek Jeter, and he never had to defend himself. Well, if 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 we find out his yeah. name. It's going to be four or five years from now. So it, it should be, it should be what the umpire should do. You make a bad call. You have to talk. We shouldn't have to hear from the head umpire. We, we should get to hear from you. So if you have the balls to not vote for Derek Jeter, to be the only guy, you, you should have to say to yourself. And it shows, it shows how players should be. Treat the media like gold. Right? Never disrespect them. Never make them late for a deadline. And and if your career is even just okay, you will be voted by them. And and that's what's gonna get get you into the hall of very good. Yeah. Yeah, and to go back to your point on Kurt Schilling, you know, I completely agree with everything you said on that. I think that if you're a Yankee fan, right, and you try to tell me Kurt Schilling doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, you're just a homer. Like that's that's the that's the true essence of that statement. You tell me, I mean, if you compare Schilling and Messina's records and their stats in general, they're really similar players. They they they're neck and neck in a lot of technical on war. Yeah, and honestly, Schilling has the, the postseason acumen to get him in. Which is so better. How does Messina get in? Yeah. And also, Schilling got that got two championships. So the fact that you know he was instrumental in 01 and in 04. So that yeah, he was a World Series MVP. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll put you this way: the Diamondbacks do not win that World Series without Kurt Schilling. I'm gonna be honest; they do not beat the right. Yankees without Kurt Schilling. Let's be honest. And Red Sox probably don't make that comeback against the Yankees in 04. I mean, gentlemen, two of those championships. Affected against our Yankees on one and on one, right? Yeah, 
And this will be a pretty big topic that Evan mentioned earlier. The next Yankee captain, right? Everybody assumes it's going to be Aaron Judge. But why? Why should we assume that? Okay, he's he's a good glove when he's out there. He can hit when he's out there. But that's the thing. When he's out there, he is not playing enough amount of games. He is not playing. Now, could the Yankees sign him to a low ball contract? Sure. But why can they? Because no one's going to offer him that big contract. He's not going to get $200 plus million. He went to college. If he doesn't go to college, he was a free agent last year. But even then, he would not have gotten a big deal. So, people got to get off the judge train. I get it. He's a homegrown guy. And people want to be hypocrites about that. He's six foot eight. The ladies love him. Blah, blah, blah. But your captain has to be the guy you can count on. Can Yankee fans really say we can count on Aaron Judge? I, listen, I, I, I agree with some of what you're saying. And I, when it comes to being a captain, look, man, Derek Jeter didn't become captain of the Yankees until he was already on the team for like eight years. Uh, they're not just going to give someone captainhood. And if you wait until Aaron Judge is with the Yankees for eight years, he's already on the decline of his career. I never bought into the whole Aaron Judge for captain, not, not based on his injury history, but just based on the fact that time's already against him. The guy debuted when he was 25. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you want to tell me, if you want to tell me, hey, maybe Gleyber Torres sticks long enough, to where he's really, really good, and he is a rock that, you know, get, I mean, the Yankees, when Derek Jeter was named captain, another thing is that the Yankees had already won three championships with the guy. Right now, no one on the Yankees screams captain. I think someone's going to have to be an integral part in at least one or two championships before we can even think about that. I can agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I... I love Judge, but I don't really see the point of naming a captain like you just said. We haven't won anything with him. He hasn't proven to be a captain. We have the time frame issue. When he's a free agent, he's going to be 31, and we're talking about a 6'7 giant who has shoulder issues and other issues. You financially cannot give him a deal, like you said, over $200 million. That doesn't make any sense. And if you lowball him to the point where he does what Cano does, did and leaves, you know, I don't think it's that big a deal. I think he's the type of player that, you know, has been great for us, but like CJ said, he is in a decline. We've seen yeah. him. He's not staying on the field, and we need to give that captain to someone who is going to be here for years and who has had an impact on and off the field. And by the way, by the way, by the way, I have to say, I absolutely love Aaron Judge. He's probably my favorite Yankee hitter. I think that, I think that he is, you can make the argument, and I do make the argument that he's the best hitter on the Yankees. Um, yes, you're right that injuries are a problem with him. Um, but, huh? DJ LeMay, who is the best hitter on the Yankees? 
Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that DJ is really good with contact, and he's he's and yeah, he showed flashing the power this last season. But when it comes down to who would I pick if the Yankees are down three runs and the bases are loaded, or forget about that scenario, just in general, if I need a guy to come to the plate and I need a run to score, and I can pick anyone on the Yankees team right now, I'm picking Aaron Judge. Well, well, like you said, right? DJ. But, but like you said, DJ's better with contact, so he's most likely gonna get a hit over Aaron Judge, who's who he's he's a better contact than most, but he's also more power than that. So if you if you just need a hit down the line or double in the get, that's gonna automatically score two. Give me DJ nine times out of ten. Yeah, but I mean, I agree. But, I mean, if, if we're going to look at, let's say, for example, slugging percentage, I mean, Aaron Judge has DJ dead to rights in that. And All right. I would take the guy, I would take the guy with the higher slugging because I want a guy that leaves no doubts. In other words, DJ's going to come up and, yeah, he hits his fair share of doubles, but the guy is just a really, really good hitter in general, and he does get a lot of really good timely singles. Sometimes good timely singles isn't going to do it for you. He can come up and hit the double. He's a great, great, great hitter. He would be up there for me. I, I, if I'm picking Aaron Judge in this scenario, I would probably, and let's say I'm not allowed to pick him, I might go with DJ second place. It's close. It is good. Judge, but man, man, Judge, Judge could probably bop it over the wall. I mean, he's going to hit a home run more likely than DJ would. Oh, oh, oh of course. The Judge, the Judge, going to pass knowing that he's a homegrown Yankee over Stan, who gets vilified by Yankees fans everywhere. Oh man, Evan and I had a big argument on an episode. We discussed Giancarlo Stanton. Um, Evan, Evan, I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I'll let Evan give his um, argument. I don't want to like. I don't want to give his argument for him. I was, I was the one who said like, "Yo, chill the hell out." I mean, yeah, Stanton injured, uh, but he's injured for like a week. I never saw it as like a big deal heading into the season. Now it's something we can laugh about because like he's fine now. He this thing is going on for so long. He's healthy. But I I agree with you. I agree that Giancarlo Stanton gets an unfair rap. It reminds me a lot of A-Rod from 2004 where the guy had a really good season but, you know, Yankee fans kept booing him because he didn't have the same as his, like, 2003 season. I think a lot of people, I think their problems were that they expected a guy to hit 59 home runs, when in reality that was never a fair expectation for him. Yeah, I've actually I've changed my opinion a little bit from that episode that we did. I now uh, you were kind of right. He is back and he is better. But the next injury he has, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm having three games and he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. If he if he has another long term injury, I'm probably I'm probably gonna jump off the bandwagon myself. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna get fed up by the next time he has one of those. I mean, yeah, you, you got person, though, if, if I was the general manager, I wouldn't build a team based around huge guys that are six seven that hit only home runs. Like I just don't like that. It makes me nervous. Of course, but here's the here's the thing with G, right? Yankee fans have to understand, he's going nowhere. 
So, so it's yeah. better to just know that because he's going to be here to at least 2027 or 20 whenever his contract ends. So the difference is like, I remember there was a game where they came back a day, a day before each other and they both had the same exact game, two or three strikeouts. The only difference is judge had a walk, right? So, so because he's a homegrown player, people cheered that, but then they boo Stanton. So it's so hypocritical that, oh, just because he's homegrown and, and this guy makes 275 plus million dollars, he, he, he should have to play 120. But it just doesn't work that way. So if we're mad at Judge now and he's making what this year? Eight million dollars? How are we gonna feel if he's making 18 to 27 a year and and, he, and he's playing 80 games. That's not good enough. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, so two things. First of all, it's not my money, so I don't care what the Yankees are paying him. Secondly, um, uh, Yankee fans need to understand that the Yankees have already accounted for Giancarlo Stanton opting into his contract. In other words, not opting out. They already have that assumed. No Major League Baseball team goes, well, he has an opt-out after a few years. He's probably going to opt out, so let's plan for that. They do the opposite. They plan for that player to stay because that is the thing that hinders them more. So they're going to make the assumption that they're going to have less flexibility. The Yankees already have this planned out, everybody. Right, so... so where where it would get into our money, l- let's just say the year is twenty twenty five. Okay, the Yankees have Cole yeah. on a contract. They have Stanton. They have let's say Judge stays. They have Judge making around twenty five a year. Let's say we lock up Glaber. Glaber is going to make at least twenty a year, probably closer to twenty seven high thirty. Right. So that's four major big contracts. And 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 why not? Let's just say Gary's here too, making twenty, making eighteen to twenty million a year. So now, where it would involve our pockets, what what do you think is going to go up? Ticket prices, concession stand prices, and any other merch of the little bath that you know you're going to get if you have kids, right? If if you're a family of four, you know you're most likely going to spend. 200 on the low side, and that's if the kids are being really good that day, and, and they're not complaining about getting anything. But on the high, you're possibly spending 385 to $430, because through a nine-inning game, which the kids likely only going to watch two innings worth, because they're going to say, Mommy, take me to the playground. Daddy, I need a hot dog. I want a rally monkey. I want popcorn that they're not going to finish. I want cotton candy that they're not going to finish, right? So that that's where it does get into our pockets when when one team could possibly have six major contracts. I think that I think that um, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that only because I've only ever seen teams fiddle with their ticket prices when they have recent success. So I think that the only way you're going to see the Yankees increase prices is if they start winning World Series at a high rate again, and then they become, well, I mean, they already, they already kind of are the team of New York, but if they become like perennial World Series winners again, then I could see ticket prices going up. But I don't think it's going to have anything to do with 
the amount of money the players make. Obviously, guys, I got to ask you guys this. Obviously, the pandemic has been really, really um, bad and affected all the, all the major sports. So I'm going to ask you guys this. If you had to bet between the Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NHL, which sport returns first? DJ? Um, between those sports, uh, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be the NHL, and uh, here's why. In the NHL, these guys are already wearing stuff over their faces. Like, they already have face masks. Like, yeah, those, they're, they're not face masks like we kind of know now in, in the pandemic. Uh, already people test positive. In, in the NHL? Yeah, I mean... Yes. That's... Well, some, I mean, so is the NBA. I think NBA comes back first. They've already said they're thinking about June 1st as, as a time to start going to training camps and stuff, so... Who knows? You know, well, like it's going to be NBA or baseball. Like I said, the reason I said NHL is because they already have what lends itself to facial protection. I I, I say the NBA only for from what Evan just said. Um, they're already talking about like June first for people to return to training camp. I can see like a mid July return, and you're going to try to incentivize all the. The four teams that are out of truck are for a reason to get back in. So I just see the NBA returning first. Baseball's problem is more about money than safety. And in the NHL, I mean, you already had a couple of people test positive, and I think getting people back to skating, um, I know the NHL has pressure because there's no Olympics, and the NBC is really pushing Batman to get the NHL back on schedule. But I think because Silver is the best commissioner in sports, I think the NBA returns first. Yeah, I agree with that assessment of Silver. He is definitely the best commissioner of all the four. I, I would agree. I would agree with that as well. It's just tough, man, because out of all the sports, the the one sport where people are bundled the closest together is basketball. So yeah. it, it's it's just a little strange that basketball would have such an easy time coming back. Well, you have to understand. Yeah, I get the because... points about the NHL, and they all make sense. They, they make sense, but I think the problem, I think the problem being that the, um, that the, um, NBA has is a simple fact that, well, not really problem, is the fact that how are you going to incentivize all the other teams that are out to come back in? I mean, you have to, you have, you have to find a way to incentivize. I mean, you can't, you, like, you're going to jump right back into the playoffs, yeah, but you, you, you got, like, I think it was Zach Levine or RJ Barrett to say, hey, um, come back. How are you going to do that? I also think that they're terrified of losing the playoff revenue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's a lot. That is huge, especially with no fans attending. So people don't understand that fans make up 40% of of, of the revenue for all sports. So you got to take that into consideration. Like, it's easy to play with no fans, but the ramifications of playing with no fans are detrimental to all the sports leagues. Now let's just say let's just say just for this year, right? That they said, okay, you guys can't come in the building, but we have to get money somehow. So let's just say 
they charged you to watch the game. Would, would, would you pay to watch baseball in your house? Um, I, I, the answer to that is probably no, but also at the same time, the, the first question would be how much money are we talking for how many games? Alright, so yeah. let's, let's say for 82 games, right, for the regular season, they'll charge you $50. Nah, man. Okay. I, I love baseball, but nah, man. James? <laughs> nah, I, I, I'm not the greatest DJ on that one. Not, no way. You, you, you can, you, you can like, you can kiss me with that. No, I'll just walk up on Netflix and call it a day and get the highlights of ESPN when I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, I don't I don't need, uh, like, $50 to watch 80-something games. I can just go without watching 80 games. If you had said $10, I probably would have done that. I don't think I would go over $10 on this deal. He could have said $100 and I would have done it. Are you kidding me? I'm so desperate for baseball. I <laughs> now, 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 CJ, right? What if it's the postseason, right? And obviously it's the postseason, so le- so let's just say they would charge seventy dollars. Would you pay seventy dollars for postseason I, baseball? Can I do it based on round? Like, can I, uh, if I could break it up based on round and pay a certain amount of money to watch the Yankees in the World Series, I would do that. But uh, I, I, okay. So let's say, so let's say it's it's it's. It's five dollars for the wild card game, okay? Let's say it's twelve for the DS. Let's say it's twenty-five for the CS, and let's go seventy for the World Series. Uh, I guess I'm paying seventy dollars to watch a maximum of seven games, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yep. James. I, I think in that case, I'm doing it. The only way that I'm paying seventy dollars, the Yankees better be in the goddamn World Series. I'm, I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. The Yankees. Better yeah, I mean, I'm not paying for Red Sox Dodgers. Yeah, like, like I, I'm gonna be honest with you, fellas. Like, if the Yankees are in the World Series, you can miss with that seventy dollars. The NFL is gonna be likely back by then. Evans Jets are gonna be struggling, so I'll rather watch the Jets struggle. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, you watch them now. <laughs> the Jets are hot garbage. All right, they're hot garbage. Um, I wanna, by the way, I need to make clear, I'm only paying the $70 once the World Series is starting, because like Evan said, if the Yankees aren't in it, I'm not paying. So, if it's, if it's Yankees, Astros, ALCS, $25, you're not paying? No, no, no. Why? Because then I gotta pay seventy for the World Series. Like I'm not made of money. <laughs> what if the Yankees lose? What if the Yankees lose? They're not guaranteed to go to the World Series. You're acting as if Evans and CJ Evans are made of money. They're millionaires, man. Twenty-seven down is a great podcast. I'm sure they're making billions of dollars over there. Okay. Listen, listen, I'd love, I'd love to have access to your money tree that you currently have in your backyard, okay? I don't have those seeds to grow one of those. Right? So, the bottom line is, I'm only paying the $70, and I'm only paying the $80 you're in, and that's the end of that sale. Listen, Nick, I, I will, 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 I will
I will personally make the drive from Jersey to Queens to go to your money tree and get that. We're not made of money. What is wrong with you, man? If the Yankees are in the World Series, I better be paying that money for the Yankees in the World Series. So, show that. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Do you think MLB would have some stupid clause where you have to buy like every round at the beginning before they happen? Well, well, then they would probably charge like a hundred and fifteen dollars then. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing, knowing Rob Manfred, he would do something stupid like that. So yeah, probably. So 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 CJ, question: If if they said you have to buy the total package for the postseason of a hundred and fifteen dollars, would you do it? And now, and now, if you don't, right? Let's say it's Yankees Dodgers World Series. You you would have to pay the one fifteen anyway. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what, MLB? You know what you just succeeded in? You succeeded in me illegally streaming the World Series. Good job. Good job. Because it's ninety five dollars, but now I'm streaming it. CJ, whatever you talk to, you better send that to me right now. Um, what's that? What happened? Whatever props you have for illegal streaming, send that to me. <laughs> I'm not paying attention to prices. Hey, man, hey, man. It's, called, it's called Reddit. It's called Reddit. That's all you need. You just need Reddit. <laughs> now, 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 gentlemen, we're going to end this show by what we call rapid fire. I asked you, I asked you, I asked you, CJ, and Edwin, random questions, and you're going to give me the first answer that comes to your head. All right? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Um, what, what, all right, the, all right, um, what do you, is Aaron Hicks the most underrated Yankee on the team? Wait, say one more time. What? Is, is Aaron Hicks the most underrated Yankee on the team? Yes. Ooh. Evan? Yeah, I, I would say yes to that. Okay, um, will A-Rod end up being an owner? Yes. Of the team? Yeah. Evan? Not a New York team, but yeah. <laughs> Do are the are the Knicks ever going to be relevant? Uh, no, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Whoa! I was going. I agree with that. But the answer is yes, ultimately. Evan? He, yes, if they get rid of Dolan, he he needs to uh, go away forever. Brighter, brighter future. The Rangers or the Devil? DJ. Rangers. Evan. Rangers. Yeah, definitely okay. Rangers. Are do are the Jets gonna finally win the AFC East, Evan? Oh my god. <laughs> Probably not, but yes, I'm a Jets fan, please. The love of God win something. <laughs> TJ. Uh, I'm going to say no on the AFC East, but I will say with a revamped offensive line, I can hope for the playoffs. They did finish last season something like 6-2 and two or 7-2 and two or something like that. They, 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 won, they won 6 and 2 in their last um, um, eight games. Um, here's a question that Nick is going to love. Is Patrick Mahomes the most overrated player in the league right now? TJ. No. No, he's not. I think I think he's legit. Evan. <sighs> yes, I would say he is. I actually like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, we all saw how Lamar Jackson played in the playoffs. So, just going to throw that out there. Uh, yeah, so which, one which, 
He's 0-2 in the playoffs, okay? He's 0-2 in the playoffs, Lamar Jackson. Um, which which MLB team, not named the Yankees, Astros, and Dodgers, could win the World Series this year? Um, how about, oh, man, first team that pops to mind is, for some reason, the White Sox came to mind, I, I, but that's not correct, so I'm not going to go with that. Um, but I am going to go with Nationals. Screw it. Let's say they'll do it again. Ooh. I'll go with the Braves. Yeah. Ah, and final question. Does, will DJ be a Yankee next season? CJ? No. Ooh. Evan. Uh, I want to say yes because he is one of my favorite Yankees and when we were looking at Machado I started looking at him and said that he would be the much better fit for us um, he was looking for four years $68 million and we got him for like two years 24 so I really hope they extend him but um, it's going to be I don't know 50-50 shot I would like them to I would like them to, I would like them to keep him but I, I just think that uh, with the season he had last year, uh, he's going to ask for more, and I, I don't think the Yankees are going to be as quick to oblige to that amount. And that has been rapid fire. Gentlemen, as always, the 27 Down the podcast, the perfect game for the perfect podcast. Evan, Evan and CJ, guys, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate your work uh, for all baseball and all sporting content. Check out 27 Down. We really appreciate you guys. Stay well in these awful times and these pandemic, and hopefully sports can return so Evan can have something to be angry about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. It was cool. No problem. Anytime. Yeah, this is really yeah, cool. And, and we're going to have well, on our show one day. Yeah. Absolutely. 27 down. That would be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care, guys. All right. Take care, fellas. Take care. Bye. Guys, again, that was CJ and Evan of... 27 down the perfect podcast for the perfect game not not the perfect game for the perfect podcast but it's okay people people make mistakes um that was that was a very good interview i'm i'm not surprised they're very very talented guys so if you're not listening to 27 down get close get closer to the mic closer why why are you not listening to 27 down why how come? What are you doing with your life? Also, George's Box, listen to. Okay? Danny's Dugout, listen to. Breaking Balls, listen to. Schmear Campaign, listen to. And first and foremost, GT Podcast, listen to them. And our boy, who do- doesn't have, I guess, a legit name for his podcast, but it's very, very good. Nate, Nathan. Champagne Yankee, listen to him. He does good stuff. He's going to have a great guest who we've had on our podcast. He's going to be talking to Mr. Alan Hahn. So that's great for him. And just just all about podcasters supporting other podcasts. And we all grow together. It don't got to be rivalries. I mean, I guess it could if we want it to be. But it's better to grow together. If you grow together, you're going to shine. If you grow apart, some of you may shine, but not all of you will shine. 
So it's just better to work together. Absolutely. Um, the more you work together, the more you grow each other. This ain't a competition, man. You want to see everyone succeed. Um, it, this has been, you know, and this has been another great, great show. Again, um, shout out to, like, shout out pretty much. Um, good job, Jay, um, JJ, um, Evan, CJ from 27 Down. Thank you guys for coming on. Um, tomorrow, we're going to have Eric Gonzalez, um, a writer from FanSide, who covers the Knicks, Yankees, and Jets. So we'll have him on tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Uh-oh, Speedy Gonzalez. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> and then Friday, we're going to have... Um, who do we have on Friday? Gary Sheffield Jr., who finally got verified, by the way, after Twitter oh taking God. a billion years because he used to have Gary Sheffield Jr. quote, blue check mark, but now he finally has the official blue check mark. So that's good. Next Friday, we'll have a sports agent. And then hopefully within either at some point next week or the first week of June, we should have a Fox anchor who works out in Los Angeles, Liz Habib. So Exactly. We'll, we'll talk to her all things LA team. She'll, she'll talk about what you think about the Dodgers. And we'll talk all things LA-based. Um, this has been another great show. Um this, and also with the LA Anchor, um, it goes with, again, our women's initiative and women's in sport initiative. It goes, it goes really well with our, 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 what we, our directive is. So this has been another good episode. Um, we're, we're done for today. We'll be back tomorrow at eight. And as always, life is a season of losing advice. I'm afraid time to say goodbye. We'll be back tomorrow, y'all. And you will wake up a Jets fan.